Hello, I'm your host, Callum Insel, and welcome back to the Rugby League Review in association with Prost International. Back with another episode, and we've got another player guest for you. This time, it's Toulouse prop and former Catalan Dragons captain, Remy Casti, on the show. Over the course of the episode, we'll be bringing you a lengthy chat with a former Dragons great, and now Toulouse man. We'll, we'll be talking to him about all things Rugby League, how he got into the game, his time in Perpignan, and life in the Championship now. And of course, all the dramas that the COVID-19 pandemic has thrown. Joining me today, we've got Ethan. But more importantly, it's time for the for the interview. And a good one is in store. Let me welcome Remy. Remy, how are you, mate? Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm fine, thank you. A bit, uh, a bit hot in, in Toulouse today with a 38 degree. Uh, uh, happy to be with you, guys. Well, we're happy to have you. And first of all, I just want to know, what's it... What's it like, obviously, playing in the championship with with such a vibrant and quality side as we're seeing with Toulouse at the moment? Uh, it's it's pretty good, you know. We got a, we have a one goal is to go up in Super League, you know, and uh, everyone uh, in this team uh, want to achieve this. And uh, I thought the club uh, did well to to do uh, with his team, you know, to. Uh, to recruit uh, this uh, type of player like uh, Joseph Polo, Dominic Peru, uh, Tony Gigo, and uh, and also all the all, all the rest of the of the team, we are I think uh, we are in a good way to to go up. It's not finished. We got a few few more games. We have to to win every game to to go up. So yeah, we we're working for for that, and um, I'm happy to be part of this. And obviously, with all the with all the sort of travelling Toulouse have to do more than the other sides, I suppose. What sort of challenges and and what's it been like trying to navigate your way through with obviously with the with the pandemic? I it's a bit um, it's a bit hard, you know. It's not about just travel. I think uh, the good the good thing of uh, pandemic is uh, we we travel on the same day, you know. We are uh, we are leaving on the morning and uh, come back after the game. And for a player, it's it's pretty good. Not for the financial uh, club, but uh, but for the player, it's good. You know, we you can have a rest straight away. Uh, we are in Toulouse uh, around uh, 10 p.m. or 11 p.m., so we can go uh, sleep and have a good rest. So it's good. But um, yeah, what is frustrating is to, to uh, not have game game home game is missing. You know, a crowd and. To play in front of your family and uh, and friends is yeah it's it's what is a, a bit frustrating for for us. Mm-hmm. And finally, just before I pass on to Ethan, we'll we'll obviously get into it a little bit more in the in the latter parts parts of the show. But is it the year to lose? Can uh, to, can make it into Super League? I think so. I think so. We are we are in good form. Uh, we. Uh, we play uh, two weeks ago. We play uh, Featherstone uh, at their home, and uh, I thought we, we were good. We we can do better on on this game because uh, we don't play uh, three three weeks in a in a row before the, uh, this game. And uh, I thought it was a t- tough game with a good crowd. It was it was good to play in front of uh, for 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 uh, thousand people and. Uh, yeah, it was cool and uh, and we won it and we show we we are capable to 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 win this comp. So if we keep going to work like that, uh, it will be a uh, it will be happen. 
Mm-hmm. You mentioned the Featherstone game. I was at that game watching it. Um, and it's one of the games that all season everyone's been waiting for, the top, the top two unbeaten sides. Was that the game you were looking forward to the most, especially going over to Featherstone, knowing it'll be a bit of a, an atmosphere rather than playing like behind closed doors as, as we have done in recent times? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, what, it's, it, it was a feeling when I, um, I go uh, on the field for the warm-up. Mm-hmm. It, you know, uh, I said, I said to the boys, it's why we are, it's why we are playing this game. You know, to have this hard atmosphere. We know the crowd we, uh, uh, is against us, but it's it's why we play rugby. Yeah. You know? And uh, it was good to feeling this again. And uh, and so we prepare for that. And and uh, I thought in first half we we didn't perform like like we won, but because mm-hmm. maybe. A lack of uh, rhythm, or yeah, but uh, in second half we are more clinical and uh, we we won uh, well the, the game. Mm-hmm. Would you say that performance was quite a, a a strong defensive performance from you guys, and obviously one you can take in obviously for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think I thought it's uh, best. It's our best performance in terms of defense, you know. Uh, and uh, it's why we it's why we uh, we won the game because uh, our attack was not good as uh, usual and mm-hmm. and because they, they defend well too. But um, yeah, we, we put up a good performance in D and we want to keep this to the end uh, of the season. And you've gone from a great defensive performance against Featherstone to a, a brilliant attacking performance against London last weekend. Yeah, yeah, last weekend was a, a very good game from us. Uh, I saw. Uh, because we we play Featherstone before, and um, we need uh, to play game after game, you know, and uh, you you feel better in combine in yeah uh, to have a good combination and good play in, uh, in each other, and yeah, it's why I think I thought uh, we play well against Toulouse is because of Featherstone Featherstone game uh, before. Mm-hmm. And this season, how have you how have you found Toulouse this season so far? It must be made up with the performances the side bringing week in week out. Uh, it's it's hard, you know. Uh, we we focus every. Um, it's like we play every two ge- two weeks, you know, a game. Yeah. So uh, it's hard to be focused on this. But we are. Uh, I thought the coaching staff is is going well with this uh, as a as a physio too to uh, to be prepared to 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 be ready uh, every two two weeks. And um, and also we train hard in uh, each other. You know, we tackle hard. We we have a, this week. Uh, yesterday we have a, a great session. We uh, we tackle hard. A, <laughs> we eight eight v eight on a, on the short side, and uh, we we run hard. We tackle hard. We need this. We know we need this because we we don't have a, a game, and we we we're working hard to. To find um, a training like a game, but it's not. It will be uh, replace a game, but we uh, we try to do it. Is it hard knowing each week you might not have a game and you've got to go that like the period you did before close three weeks without a game? Is it hard for a professional like that? Yeah, yeah, it's hard because uh, you have to uh, to be focused on 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 one game, but we you have two, three weeks to prepare this. And it's it's not it's not the best way, you know. Um, I think uh, after the Featherstone game, every player uh, been very tired, uh, bruised everywhere because uh, our our body we can wake out. 
as he habits, you know, habits to, mm -hmm. to uh, bruise, and uh, and we stop every two weeks or three weeks without play. It's like you you do uh, your first your first game, so it's very hard uh, for for the body. So yeah, it's but what I saw is uh, coaching staff and physio, everyone you know, are working hard for uh, to be in a best. Uh, shape to to perform on a on a on a game every two weeks or, or three weeks. And obviously, I suppose it shows the character of the squad. You know, not maybe not playing for two three weeks to still be unbeaten and top of the league. Do you think that character and strength is going to be able to take you through into Super League and actually be able to compete in Super League? Yeah, yeah. I saw what what is good for uh, is we we got um, a full professional team. You know. Uh, every player is professional in our team, and I think um, that helps us to uh, to prepare to uh, to a game like, like that, uh, to have a character because we're working hard every day. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's very very good for us, and we we're building. We are building uh, for this year, but for next year too. You know, mm -hmm. because Super League is is a is a one or two step uh, up in terms of quality you know and uh, and if you don't prepare well uh, the year before i think it will be, uh, it's hard to compete in in super league you you can see with uh, lee lee uh, the struggling they uh, got a few good players to to play in super league but they don't play uh, one year uh, you know to, they, they don't play one year together to 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 prepare to go in super league uh, it was a last minute, and uh, they they build a team in in two months, and it's hard for them now. And I thought our team now is we are building to be uh, to, to win this year and to be ready for next year to compete in in Super League. And obviously, we're seeing at the moment your former club Catalan doing ever so well in Super League. Obviously, you took them to to, to Challenge Cup Glory, which Ethan will go into a little bit more in a bit. Do you see a similar sort of thing? could happen with, with Toulouse, with, with your leadership, along with some of the other players in there who have got, you know, good Super League experience. Do you see, once you get over the hurdle of the Championship and then going into the Super League, do you reckon it's not just about staying up in the Super League? Do you reckon you can take Toulouse to, to, to similar heights you took the Dragons? Yeah, uh, hopefully, yeah, because... Uh... You know, Toulouse is a is a big city in France. It's a fourth city in France, and and uh, it could be a it's a big uh, rugby union uh, city. But uh, it could it could be a good good thing for for us to go Super League and and start to promote well. And uh, and I thought there is uh, uh, a lot of the, the economy economically is it's big. And uh, everyone can can jump with them with uh, with with us, and uh, yeah, it could be great, you know. But yeah, maybe. And uh, when the coach is talking, he, uh, we can see that he, he want to do something in Super League too. It's not to be oh we are one year in Super League, uh, we try to to stay in Super League, but yeah, we want to compete and uh, and grow up in Super League. To have a, 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 a good team and to be part of the uh, in maybe in in three years to be part of the top four of Super League because there is a, a lot of um, a lot of yeah uh, material you know as a player 
it's a big city. You can you can have a lot of players when you are in Super League. It's hard because the Rugby League in France is not uh, huge as uh, in in media and 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 everything like that. But if you are in Super League, the lights come, the lights come, and everyone will be part of that. You know, and in Toulouse. It's, it will be a, a great thing. Is it a bit like the Dragons in that uh, in that effect? Because obviously the Dragons have got a rugby union side as well as the league side. Is it going to be more or less the same as that if you get up to Super League? I, I thought it's, uh, it's a bit similar, but um, I don't feel uh, the war will be uh, in when we start in with the Dragon. It will be a, a bit of, a, of war with, against uh, rugby union side. And uh, and and with Toulouse, I can see is we are we sharing the same stadium. Mm-hmm. We are and uh, the academy uh, shares some some training, so we we are in good uh, yeah in, in good term with them. So mm-hmm. maybe it will be easier, and uh, we can help each other. Last year or two years ago, is it? To lose and start to losing reunion side they they got a um, uh, a training uh, training to they train together so yeah, yeah I think it's, it's I, I thought it's not the same because it's still a bit uh still a bit of uh, yeah a bit of war in in Perpignan against uh, reunion and Ruby League so yeah. But it's still uh, it's huge it's bigger uh, in Toulouse reunion is bigger mm-hmm. and. Everyone is following uh, Rubinion in Toulouse, but as, uh, it can help us to to grow up uh, inside of them. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Lee and how they were effectively thrown into Super League with two months' notice, having to, having to build a squad. Do you believe your squad you got now is capable of maintaining a, a like a mid-table position in the first season in Super League? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, uh, as a squad we have now. Uh, I thought we are capable to 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 stay in Super League, mm-hmm. but I think we have to be to look further. You know, it's hard uh, if you are uh, if you compete to to stay in the Super League. Is yeah, you can uh, sometimes uh, a lack of luck or something like that. You can you can go down if you don't want to do this. I think we have to 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 recruit some. Um, uh, two or three more player from yeah. league and uh, and it will be a, a very good side. So yeah, uh, so we are not not too far, and um, we got a few 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 players who won uh, Super League in our team. Some uh, who won uh, Challenge Cup. So yeah, we are yeah we are a good side, and um, there is a g- good young player too. So yeah, we we are. I thought I thought it's my thought, and uh, we are ready for this. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Cal mentioned earlier your time at the Dragons. You've made over three hundred appearances for the Dragons. How did you find your time there? Did you really enjoy it there? In, in, oh yes, yes, it was good. It was good because um, we start f- with nothing. You know, uh, I've been part of the first year of Catalan, and uh, we start with nothing, and uh, we grow up as a player, as a man with them. You know, with Catalan and. Uh, it was amazing to see. After three years, we we uh, we uh, we've done a Challenge Cup final in two thousand seven. After two years, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, it was incredible for us. And uh, yeah, and after time, uh, 
year after year, we, we can see we grow up as a, as a good team, as a facilities, everything is, is growing up. And and, and so we, we, we can see now in uh, 2018, we, uh, we won the Challenge Cup and we're still uh, around the, the top four uh, team. So I think, uh, I think it's, it's going well for, for, for them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you mentioned the Challenge Cup victory. I've, I've obviously got to ask, and uh, with Callum being a Warrington fan, it makes it even better that you beat Warrington in the final. How was that day at Wembley for you? Ah, uh, amazing. You know, it's, uh, as a player, you you want to do, uh, you want to achieve something. Uh, lifting uh, this Challenge Cup uh, as a friend with uh, my, uh, yeah. My team at Catalans, it, it was amazing. Uh, in front of my family, everyone, uh, a lot of fun who uh, made uh, the, the travels, you know, and uh, it was not easy uh, for them because um, in August to, to travel in England uh, yeah. was hard for the uh, price and everything like that. So, yeah, but uh, they, made, they made the effort for, for, for us and uh, I thought it, it was a very hard game and at the end, uh, we made uh, enough effort to, to to win it. And obviously, we see we see now Catalan are going. They're going on leaps and bounds. And since you've left, obviously they've last season not so much, but this season especially, they're they're, they're grand final contenders massively. And do you think that's just? Did you see that happening when you left? Did you know that that, that was eventually going to be where they was were gonna were gonna, were gonna go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you can feel it each year, and uh, it's. I thought the main thing is you have um, in 2015 they start to have um, academy, you know, and uh, 2015, 16, 17, uh, there was an academy, you know, under 19, and uh, they stop it. But uh, the, all the three years of academy. Now they they got uh, some player like uh, Arthur Moog, mm-hmm. um, uh, Laguerre, every, every uh, Da Costa, Seguier, every player has come from this academy, you know, and uh, they grow up in in uh, in the club, and now we have we have a lot of young players ready ready to jump, and we can see this year because of because of the pandemic they have more uh, chance to play, and they show everyone they are ready to the to do it, so yeah, and and um, what 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 is important now is how is a new uh, there is two generation, you know, of uh, academy. The the first is uh, uh, Seguier, Yaha, Da Costa, mm-hmm. and uh, and after is Moog, Lecam, Laguerre, uh, this player. And after we with uh, the stop academy, so what what happened now is how they grow up the young player. So it will see interesting to see uh, how they will do with that because um, they are they got uh, a lot of young player capable to play in Super League, but uh, for maybe three four years. But after what 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 we can what we can do is this, you know, and. Uh, yeah, when I, I left the club la, uh, last year, um, I, I knew I knew they they're ready to play the, this young player. And we and when you have some uh, talent player like Sam Tompkins on the team, who is uh, 
he's flying this year, you know. He's, uh, so he's the best player of the comp. To, um, and yeah, it's, it's easy. Uh, you, you work hard. Your, their defense is very good. They work hard. Uh, everyone is working hard on uh, on the field, and uh, and they got talent to 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 win games. So yeah, I knew I knew before I left uh, it would be a good time for for Catalan to compete uh, to compete. And do you um do you fancy Toulouse's chances about beating the Dragons if if you if you do go up to Super League? To be honest, yes, yes, because. Uh, yeah, you know we we do a, a trial. A trial, a, a trial is a trial. It's not a, a real game, but uh, we can in uh, in the first half we, we we were very very good against them. We, we were winning by twelve points or something like that. But after after that in trial you make some change and and, it was, and we can see they the young player were better than. Uh, as young player, you know, and uh, and as it, as it come came back on the game, but when I when I said is we have a, a team capable to compete for at the moment, I'm I'm pretty sure on one game on every single team of, of Super League, but uh, what, what is important in Super League is uh, we can work out to compete, uh, and uh, and it's why it's why Super League is is hard. Are you keeping track of the Dragons this season? Have you kept an eye on their performances and their matches? No, uh, yeah, when uh, when we can see uh, on TV, but uh, no more no more French TV. Uh, uh, for this year, sometimes yes, sometimes no. It's a bit of a shame for for French rugby league, you know. But uh, yeah, when I can see a game from from them, uh, I try to to look at and uh, uh, and uh, also I'm I mean. Uh, I'm in touch with uh, some uh, of my uh, ex-teammates and friends now, so like uh, Ju- Julian Bousquet and 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 uh, also uh, assistant coach uh, Thomas Bosque is my friend. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I still have the news and uh, call with them. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned uh, Thomas Bosque there. Look, obviously the head coach is Steve McNamara. He brought the Challenge Cup success. How was it playing underneath him? How was he as a coach? Uh, he's, um, I thought he's a he's a good coach, you know. He's yeah, uh, I know he, he learned a lot of in in NRL, you know, when he he been uh, with uh, Roosters uh, and uh, New Zealand Warriors. So uh, he bring back this in uh, in our team, you know, and uh, he's also is uh, well helped by uh, by uh, Rich Hunthwicks as a. Um, as a head of performance, and uh, uh, together they are doing a, a good job to to professionalize him uh, to to be, to uh, to the club to be more professional, not in terms of rugby, but uh, outside too. You know, uh, in terms of facilities and uh, every, everything around the club, and uh, help the club. And yeah, it's a uh, uh, I thought it's why. Because of of him, we we won uh, the uh, the Challenge Cup. I can remember this um, this world before the semis against Saints, and the uh, mm-hmm. same for for the final. You know, the final is a is a good world for for everyone. And yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I think he's a he's a, a good coach. Yeah. Is he a very good tactical coach? Is he looking look close details? Yeah, 
yeah, he's a good tactical coach. He knows. He um, yeah, he learned a lot of uh, the opponent. You know, you know the the opponents, and um, yeah, he knows when yeah, they are playing this play, this play, and he is very is very clear when on tactically to what how we defend a team and how we uh, we, we attack them. Mm-hmm. At the moment, you've got Catalans top of Super League to lose. Top of the championship, it must be good being a Frenchman seeing those two sides at the top of their leagues, respectively. Yeah, it's um, it's it's very good for for French rugby league, you know. Uh, I hope I hope that um, a lot of young players want to want to play in the rugby league, want to to do the same as a as a professional, uh, as a, to be the next Arthur Moog or. Or, or Julian Bousquet, you know, it's it's good for us, and I hope it will be good for, for our French team too, you know, to compete next year in a in a in a in a World Cup. So uh, yeah, we are. We it's why too we, we want to to go up in with Toulouse in Super League because uh, that will help uh, French rugby league to be to grow up more in and uh, to be more competitive. Uh, in the future, you know, and yeah, yeah, we we're very excited about it. About it. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a section I like to introduce into the into the podcast called the Rugby League Sevens, and it's where the player who's on has to choose a Rugby League Seven side from the players that they've played alongside. So who who'd be in your Rugby League Sevens? Um, are, you, are, you, are you choosing yourself? Are you, are you going in there? Are you one of the players? Are you coach? Uh, a seventh, uh, maybe a coach. Yeah. yeah, you're going for coach. Who, who's the team then? Who, who, who are you leading? Uh, I would take uh, Thomas Bosk. Yeah. Yeah. After that, um, I would take uh, Sam Tompkins. You know, in seventh, if you have a good Arthur Moog too. Um, after you need uh, some powerful. Yeah, and um, I would take uh, Ben Curry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Morgan Knowles. Yes, Morgan, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, Reith Martin from Leeds. Yes, yeah. And Dominic Peru. Yes, Don, yeah. yeah. And Latrash Monkel. Ah, okay. Very, got, a, got a difference there, a bit of variety in the side there. Yeah. And, and you, you've got a job of coaching them all if you're in that team. <laughs> I've got uh, another couple of quick-fire questions. During your time at the Dragons, which stadium was the hardest one to travel to? Which one did you, was the most intense or the hardest place to go and get a win? Which Tough place? question. Yeah, yeah, but... I thought I would tell... Oh, yeah. Hell... LFC. Yeah. Yeah. Every time is a uh, it's hard uh, it's hard to win at this stadium. It's a it's a war. It's, yeah. It's always a, a big game. As a front row, it's, a, it's always a big big game against them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is there a, is there a player during your time, well, throughout your career, that when you went up against, you knew you were going to be in for a, a tough game, one that you didn't really look forward to playing against? I, I play is, for. Is, is there a few? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play for long, uh, long period. So I would say uh, Adrian Morley. Yeah. Yeah. Adrian, yeah, former Wellington man. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 
<laughs> and is the what is finally is the one player who you've played alongside who who you'd love to play in your team? I uh, I would say for sure uh, Toma Bosk. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um it's a talent player, you know, and a and a worker player. It's not uh, only talent. It's, he work hard, and it's not because he's my friend. He's, I thought he was uh, unlucky with some few injury, and and um, yeah, he he, does, he show a lot of things, good things and uh, great things. But uh, I thought he, he could he could show more and more and more and more because uh, of his talent and uh, work ethic, you know. And uh, and uh, it's a shame he he's been a few times. Uh, Injury, you know, and uh, for a long period every time, and yeah, it's it's a good player to play with because he's a good guy too uh, off the field. Yeah. So for me, Cal. No worries. I think that's a, a great way to wrap up. Our thanks goes to Remy. I think it's been a, it's been fantastic talking to you. A great insight, and good luck with the rest of the season and and your time with Toulouse. And I think we'll be seeing you in Super League, and hopefully we'll be hearing a lot more from you and. Hopefully we'll have you uh, back on the podcast soon. Thanks a yeah, lot. Yeah, great to have you Thanks. back on next season when you're in Super League. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Remy. See you later, mate. Bye. So we should move on to, to some of the recent results in Super League. There's been a few games this week. Um, St Helens have lost this week after beating Catalan. They've now come back home and been defeated by Cass Tigers 2010. What were your immediate thoughts there where, where Cass went and got back-to-back wins, back-to-back away wins actually after beating Leeds? Do you think, for one, are Cass on a bit more of an upward spiral now? And are Saints, well, back in the, the doldrums a bit? I think the last two weeks we've seen the Castleford who started the season and, and got the wins under the belt. I think, obviously, they've had problems with COVID and getting games on recently, but they proved against Leeds and Saints last two games that they've got the quality in the side. I know Drake Truman's now been ruled out for the remainder of the season with a, uh, a back injury that he's looking to get sorted ahead of next season. Um, but yeah, it, it was a for me. I watched the game. It was a, a deserved win. They, they played well defensively, and the when they in attack, they managed to get the points on the board. I know it was a a, a feisty affair. Obviously, Makinson got sent off, and there was a couple more Simbins along the way, uh, and it was it was more or less in the balance of the game until the, the final minute where it looked like Nagarman was going to go over in the corner and Greg Eden took the intercept and went the length and got the first win at Saints in 37 years for the Tigers and probably a deserved win overall. Yeah, it's, it was a terrific win and I think it obviously just backed up what they did the previous week at, at Leeds and I think now I saw an Instagram post from Danny Richardson it is just about where he said, you know, just trying to push on and get into the playoffs now and obviously the playoffs are hotting up um, and one big playoff clash we saw last night um, was Hull KR against Wigan mm-hmm. and it was a 26-14 win for Hull KR which a lot of people wouldn't have seen coming but I from I, I myself did I think you know we see it week after week now Hull KR are building and if Cass are to get into the playoffs those are the sort of teams when they play them are going to have to be beaten but you know I think we're going to see an even better Hall KR side next season with the likes of Lachlan Coote coming through the door. But it's just pretty crazy to see a team, a club of uh, so small compared to a lot of the others in the league being this good. Yeah, 
as you said, I don't think it was a surprise, to be honest, Hulk KR getting the win. I was at the DW early in the season when they got the win there, and it was, it was a brilliant defensive performance. And I, I watched the game last night, and he flew out the box. Hulk KR raced into a 16-point lead. Wigan did get themselves back into it at half-time, going behind 16-14. But second half, Hulk KR maintained the, uh, no errors and, and eventually got back-to-back tries, which more or less killed the Warriors off. And there was a side this season who were arguably one of the favourites alongside Lee who to get relegated and Tony Smith's done a great job there and the performances they've put in week in week out so for me it wasn't really a, a shock and now if they're in fifth and they've cemented the place in the playoff at the, at the moment and they've got a massive Hull derby coming up this week which one Hull will probably go in as favourites for the first time in a long time to be honest yeah that's it isn't it that, that's I think that's one of the many things they're trying to change in that city is obviously becoming the more dominant whole side. But uh, Tony Smith, yeah, he did the exact same at Warrington. He, he, he turned their fortunes around and turned them into a, a brilliant side. And obviously they, they've stayed there now. I think for Hall KR, the players they're attracting and have already attracted, I think it's it's only going to improve their squad. And yeah, they're having a fantastic season. And again, a great win last night. For Wigan, I suppose it's not the best result, but... They're fourth. They're not. They're, they're still up there, and I think they've just got to pick themselves up and, and get back on the horse in their next game. But it's interesting to see, looking at the table, how Wigan have played 19 games. They've not missed a game this season, as opposed to everybody else. There's a couple of teams that have played 18 in, in Leeds and Catalan, but Wigan have played the most, and out of the top five and top six, they've probably near enough lost the most. So it's not fantastic for Wigan, but. I still think they will be up there come the end of the season. Another couple of results from yesterday. We had Salford um, ruining Ian Watson's party of returning to the AJ Bell and, uh, and winning 18-12 against Huddersfield. It was a pretty statement win from Salford. It obviously doesn't do too much to their league position, but what it does do, it, it, it puts Wakefield in even more of a mess. And I suppose it puts the pressure on the teams above them and... Did we see something from Salford last night that they can they can use for the rest of the season, or do you think it was still quite a close game that they were on the lucky end of? Um, I think it was a it was you're probably right. It was a very close game. Salford did play well defensively and got the win. It's the uh, the, the won twice now against Huddersfield this season. Um, again, the final minutes, I thought they were going to get away without having a simbin, but. Greg Burke in the final minute got a Simbin, so they've still got to sort that ill discipline out. Um, but the, Richard Marshall was getting some players back, obviously, he, he suffered for, uh, with players for injury throughout the whole season, really. I think for the rest of the season, it's more or less building momentum to go into next season now and, and to build on that. Um, so he's got the players in the squad that can do that. So they'll probably, if on the day, there can be a, a challenge for most sides, really. Yeah, and Hull FC. A team that are kind of, they blow hot and cold quite a lot, but I think they've been fairly disappointing this season because I'd have had them solidly in a top four in my predictions before the season. They're sitting seventh at the moment. I know they played Catalan last night, who are obviously doing so well, and they've bounced straight back after losing their first game of the se- second game of the season to St Helens. But it's disappointing at the moment to be a Hull FC fan, and I think the players in that squad aren't. I know they've got a lot of injuries and they've got a new head coach in Brett Hodgson, but I just think it's disappointing to see them struggling so much. But, you know, they were defeated 31-16 last night by Catalan and 
I'm not sure where a playoff run is going to come from Hull. First and foremost, obviously, going to Perpignan against the Dragons is probably one, probably one of, if not the hardest tests in Super League. Um, so obviously, to lose there, not not by a massive margin, was it's not it's not an awful result. But in recent weeks, Hull have have lacked any real creativity in attack. To be honest, and it's probably from the outside point of view, it's clear to see they're missing the creativity of Jake Connor. With him not playing for Hull in the recent weeks. And his flair, and he's he's one of those players in Super League that you look forward to playing because he can produce anything at any given moment. So they've obviously missed him, uh, and they've had obviously other injuries throughout the throughout the team. It's just a case of they need to try and pick up some wins and some wins fast to get themselves into their playoff spot. At the moment, for me, you're looking at both Hull clubs, and it's Hull KR who's going to clinch that clinch that spot out of the two of them. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those where they've got to get a win and they've got to win it fast, and hopefully, well, Hull fan FC fans will be hoping that. It starts this week against the bitter rivals, OKR. Indeed, and we obviously look at a team sandwiched in between the two Hull sides, Leeds. They were triumphant again last night, and this time hammering Lee, 46-10. Good job, Ben's not on the podcast. Um, we'd have an upset one there. But no, I think it's um, for Leeds, it's, it's obviously not where they want to be sixth. But they're in. They're still in a brilliant run of form. They've only lost a couple lately. Obviously, Warrington was one of those. But they seem to sort of win well when they win. Um, that's what I've seen from them. And obviously, winning by 36 points yesterday was another one of those. But yeah, they've played 18. They've won nine, lost nine. So they've got a win percentage of 50. They are quite a way off Wigan and Hall KR in fourth and fifth. But I think... The playoffs do beckon for Leeds. I think if they just continue chipping away at those wins, and I, I think they can get in there. But obviously for Lee, the complete other end of the spectrums, still not won a game this season. And upsettingly for them, I don't think that's going to change. I think it's it's looking like quite a a horrible time for them. You know, played 16, lost 16. Do you see? With, they've, they've obviously played everybody in Super League now. Um, they won't. The, the rest of the games are just return fixtures. Do you see any glimmer? Of, not glimmer of hope, I suppose, because I think it's clear to see they're probably already relegated if relegation does happen. Mm-hmm. Do you see them picking up a win or a couple of wins between now and the end of the season? Um, after the Hull KR game last Sunday, I'd have said yes. And I said did I, I could see them winning because obviously they took a good a good side with Hull KR so close and then Ryan Hall got the, the try in the dying moments um, and you thought they back up that performance against Leeds with a, a tight affair they might not have won but they have been game obviously the second half Leeds just ran away with it um, they've got Salford this week I think it is coming up um, which is one they probably target thinking yes that's probably the one at home especially they can get the first win. Uh, I think they possibly could get one um, if we're looking at two, three, four to give them any set chance, self chance of getting up. I uh, I can't see, unfortunately, for Lee fans. But getting that f- one win is is what they'll be hoping for this season, and maybe just maybe they could get that this week against Salford. And I mean, it's still not a dead certainty that they are going to be relegated. You know, there is all, obviously all this talk about scrapping relegation and stuff. Do you believe that? Do you think that will happen, or do you think we will still see? Lee going back down to the championship next season. 
it's a it's a weird one because I know there was an announcement the other day saying uh, relegation will be going ahead of scheduled. Um, but then seeing the players leave signed for next season, I think it's two players from Gold Coast Titans who are going to join them. It's a, it's an interesting one because are those players going to come over and join them with them being in the championship? So it's one where do Lee know something that's going to happen or maybe they're probably hoping themselves that relegation doesn't happen or they stay up and Toulouse come up maybe I don't know it's a, it's a very interesting one and hopefully obviously one we'll see at the end of the season uh, and obviously speaking on the sides towards the bottom the one we've got the second bottom is Wakefield who recently sacked Chris Chester after their loss last weekend so um, that'll be interesting to see who they get in I think Brian McDermott's put his name in the hat which will be a for them it'll be great signing to have him I, I believe and obviously they've got your Warrington tomorrow uh, who I think are you going down there to Wakefield tomorrow? I will be there, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll be hope, hoping for a wire win. Is, is I think is Widdop back playing or is he? Yeah, Widdop's back in the squad. Um, and I think I'd I'd like to think he'll partner George Williams in the halves. Obviously, Blake Austin has been playing tremendously well in the last few weeks since Williams's arrival, and obviously since that, it's been announced that he'll be joining Leeds from next season. Mm-hmm. But no, I think um. Widdop probably will be in the starting lineup, and I'd like to think it's a routine, it's a routine win for Warrington. But with all the troubles Wakefield are having, it, it could spur them on even more. Yeah, it's always a tough place to go. Wakefield, obviously, the fans, and it's such a such a uh, a short and small pitch to Aniston. But yeah, with Widdop back and possibly those two, him and Williams in the in the halves, it's probably you look at the team, and it's probably the, the a half back which could take England to the World Cup possibly next year if they get them form right t- together. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's mad when you say that, you know, Warrington's halfback partnership could be the the England partnership. I think it's about time Warrington have had some luck with a halfback. I think um, you know, in recent times, ever since I've followed them, the you know, you know, you've had the likes of Chris Sandow, Tyrone Roberts. I know he was more of a fullback, but Kurt Gidley's in there. You've had players that have not really stuck around and have not been halfbacks you can rely on for more than a season or a season and a half. So I think it's nice to see that Warrington have invested so much money into George Williams. And I think we saw it against Leeds, um, how, you know, how much of a clutch player he is. Mm-hmm. So hopefully for, for Warrington fans sakes that, you know, he can be the sort of final piece of the jigsaw to, to take them on to a, a grand final victory. But then of course, you know, for, for the other fans, you've got, uh, you know, Catalan, who are still top of the league and it'll be fantastic if they can get to a grand final and, and win it. What a story that would be. St Helens, obviously the reigning champions, they're still, of course, within a shout um, and there's a lot going for them in terms of getting there and winning it. And there are obviously still the outsiders, Wigan and Hulk are and, and Leeds that make up the playoffs that, who knows, could still mm-hmm. get to Old Trafford as well. But obviously as we reach the sort of second half of the season now it's going to start hotting up and I think I don't know whether the table's going to change dramatically because I think Catalan are quite a, quite far ahead and I think Warrington need to win maybe another two to leapfrog Saints into second but it's going to be an exciting next half of the season and and hopefully there's there's more more things for us to talk about and we've of course got the rivals round next week so it's going to be interesting with, you know, rivals going ahead of it against each other. Two on Thursday, 
I'll come to you for one word answers, Ethan. Leeds, Huddersfield. Leeds. Warrington, Catalan. Oh, um, <laughs> t- oh, just more than one word. Uh, I will go for the Warrington. You Warrington. will. I was. I, I thought you'd go Catalan then, and you've already beaten them twice. They've already beaten twice this year, so I think they might do it again. It is quite tough to go with a one-word answer there. I'll, I'll, I'll let you off, but Friday, obviously, the biggest rugby league rivalry in England. You could say Wigan Saints. Got no Saints. And Saturday, we've got two more. The whole derby. KR. I agree with you there. And, and, and the West Yorkshire derby, Castleford, Wakefield. Got to go Cast, one of the informed sides at the moment. And finally, to wrap up the round, wrap up the rivals round, which of course I think is a great initiative from Super League. The two teams down the bottom. Will, will it be Lee getting their first win? Lee Salford. I said they could. But I don't think they will. Salford. And I think that just about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Rugby League Review podcast in association with Prost International. We hope you've enjoyed it. Once again next week, we'll have Ben back. We'll have a lot more to talk about with with obviously the, the results from the rivals round in Super League. A lot more championship talk. And along with that, we should have another player guest for you. Thanks again to Ethan for joining me. And I'm your host, Callum Insel. And we'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,